What's up and welcome to this edition of Viking Vibes, the St. Joseph by the Sea High School experience. Today we're joined by Coach Sandy, who is the varsity soccer coach over at St. Joe's uh, for the boys program. And we're also joined by Coach Tara, who is the varsity coach uh, on the girls' side of the field. We, we're happy to have you guys here. As this is a first-of-its-kind podcast and web series that St. Joe's has created. And it's basically a way to give both current families and students, as well as prospective students and families, an inside look into all things St. Joseph by the Sea. So we're going to ask you for behind-the-scenes access to what's going on. And today, obviously, we're going to focus on the sports program. We had Rich Bruno on, we've had Tyler Young on, and one of the things that came up is that C, for some reason, doesn't get a good rap when it comes to sports, even though we have championship teams, which we're going to talk about, right? So everybody always thinks C, they think academics. They don't realize that it's a collegiate campus that has championship teams in almost every division and every sport that we have. Uh, and I'm going to ask both of you to expand upon that. But before we go any further, I want to ask each of you a little bit about your background and how you guys got involved with St. Joe's. Coach Tara, talk, talk to us. Where are you from? What got you involved with St. Joe's? I'm actually a C alumni. I graduated Perfect. in 2000. I played for the soccer team. I went on, I played Wagner College, played for the NYPD soccer team, and then I found myself coaching. Nice. What brought you back? I always honestly wanted to coach at C. When I was a kid playing, my coaches had such an impact on my life that I wanted to expand that when I got older. Nice, give them back. And, yeah. and talk a little bit about how the uh, facilities change, because I'm an alum too, so I, I know what it was like. Yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit about the facilities from when you played versus now when you're coaching. Oh, we had grass fields, um, geese. And what comes with the geese, geese, right? Yeah, um, no dogs to get rid of the geese. <laughs> we would just clean up the fields ourselves, and no lights at any, or anything, daytime games. We'd have to play down at Miller Field sometimes because there wasn't enough space at the school. Now they have the with the back with the secondary field that they have for us completely changed the turf makes a huge difference the the locker room for the girls you know, we were we were going to the pizza place on miller field to change we would get changed there and then go to our soccer games have some zeppeli and then go there but Perfect. it's a completely different atmosphere and always renovating always updating yeah. always engineering an environment mm -hmm. of success for the kids that's what uh, father riley does and what he believes in so Sandy, tell us a little bit about your involvement. You're, you're like a sea legend, so don't be modest here. Anyone who knows St. Joe's, they know I, you and Salad Dragna. I actually synonymous. Uh, you know, it's so funny because I'm not, I'm not an alumnus, right? I, I didn't go to to sea. Well, now we may have to edit that out. No, I'm well, just kidding. It's a hundred years ago, <laughs> so. Uh, but I didn't go to sea, and actually, how I got involved was in the. Early 2000s, field turf was just becoming a thing. And I approached, I was working for them. I was doing consulting work for them in the city, and I approached the school. And I met Bob Allegre, God rest him, and yeah. Monsignor Ansaldi, God rest him, and then uh, Father Riley, who I'm so happy to say has become a very close friend of mine. We did the fields. I think that's how I started. And then Bob and the coach at the time, Bill Hunt, who's a, a very good friend of mine, asked me to get involved. I've been involved in soccer all my life. So. No, I was going to say, I'm going to so, stop. So outside the world of C, talk about your involvement in soccer briefly. Because I know we could talk about briefly. soccer for a long time. But from well, let's all the to, different travel let, leagues, uh, affiliations with yeah. Major League Soccer, give us some of the highlights. Yeah, I grew up in soccer. My father's a U.S. Soccer Hall of Famer, and he's still very involved at 82 years old. But I've worked, I played, obviously, growing up, mostly uh, clubs in Brooklyn, semi-pro. Played in college, played in the league's. Till I was too fat to do it, and it just, happens to us all. It happened, it happened. I used to play football. In my yeah. late thirties, early forties, I was like, well, "It's getting, it's getting <laughs> a little wild to, to, to recuperate uh, now." Yeah, and then I worked in World Cup in '94 
at Giant Stadium. I ran operations, and then I worked in Major League Soccer, and I, I still do a lot with them. But And I started coaching. I was very young. And I'm actually, right now, I have a player at the sea who I coached his father. Wow. And he's not the first one. It doesn't, so, mean, it doesn't mean you're old. It means you're a good coach. No, well, I've been there a long... I've, I've been coaching a long time. I, I started coaching at sea, and I fell in love with the guys. The, the place itself is spectacular and such a well-run school my son my oldest decided to go there and now i'm on my fourth child <laughs> so truly bleeding blue which is yeah a good thing. it's been it's a good become thing. a yeah I'm, I'm i think people get sick of hearing me so but so we have a little bit of knowledge about your background for those people who are watching and listening and now let's go into each of the programs separately and then we'll have a joint conversation to pull it all together mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about what's going on on the girls side i know we have an outstanding program but people aren't going to believe me so yeah. let's talk about the last couple of years where the team has come from and where you think they're going honestly ever since like i played for the team they've either made it to the city championships won a few state championships this year alone our jv's undefeated they're playing undefeated undefeated let's say it one more time undefeated <laughs> kelly cantalano's coaching that team and she's doing a phenomenal job with them they're, shout out uh, to kelly they're playing in the playoffs tomorrow the first round and the varsity is nine one and two and we have the semifinals tonight they're, so even right now we're in the midst of a, of a championship run. yeah and we had a very young team i do take var- freshmen on varsity and we built them up and this year they've met all the expectations that we've had for them and it's been like that for years. We set high goals for everybody that comes on the team. As it should be. Yeah, exactly. And I, we mentioned even academically, we I have a couple of kids that are like top in the in their classes. Yeah, that's one of the things, right? Creating yeah. a well-rounded student, yeah. spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, yeah. athletically, everything. Yeah. The, the ladies at charity, they're always doing something. So they, between school <laughs> and academics, they're constantly busy. So we got a, we got a championship run on this side of the table. Mm-hmm. We're going to... Pivot to this side. Let's let's talk about the boys' end of the, of the, the soccer. Yeah, say. right now we're yeah we took first place in in regular season. Congratulations! So, yeah, one, one only one loss. Uh, we won last night a quarterfinal uh, at home. That's within the last twenty four hours. Eight to two. Wow! <laughs> kids did uh, kids eight did to two. Run. Yeah, it was, sounds, uh, it's almost like a basketball score. You don't really hear that in soccer. It was crazy. Usually it's one it one two two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Eight. It was a crazy. You start hitting double it's, digits. It's I mean, good. These kids are. This year's group is very good, and, and we're we're very young. Let's say we have five seniors on the team, and I have a lot of younger kids, which is great. Our JV this year, we played in the Double A. We were put into because there was no, there was, there's really no league for us. Got it. We were put into the Double A. We weren't allowed to be in the standings this year. <laughs> Next, so year describe we'll be that. There. What does that mean? You a layman like myself. Yeah, it was weird because you got to, it's like everything else, right? You have to play, let's make a deal. And I, we went to the league and said, look, I have this great, these great young kids. We're recruiting like crazy and yeah. all these kids are choosing C over everywhere else. Right. And we have them here and I have no, I, we, we literally were setting up games for them to play. And it creates issues. And it's, right. and, and it's really, it's almost unmanageable after a while. The league said, look, we'll put you in. You'll play everybody Okay. <laughs> the first year. We're not going to let you in playoffs, and we're not going to keep you in standings. I said, okay, we'll prove ourselves, no problem. If we were allowed to be in the standings, we would have been in third place. Wow. We, we lost, I think, two games. Guy Gioli is, is the head coach and uh, does a, a great job. And, yeah, the kids are, are terrific, and now they'll move up. Right. Now we have another group coming in. It's it's all about recruiting. I'm out all the time. We just had the open house recently, and I was at yeah. both of them. And I know, I don't know, 
I saw you and I see all the kids that were going over the table to, to register and on your end, did you see a lot of kids who were coming over and interested in soccer? Oh yeah, they come in herds. The travel teams come in with their right. kids and they've been there before. We have the, the summer camp for them. And I forgot about the summer camps. Yeah, Those we big, try and get programs. them. Yeah, I, that's, I do a lot of recruiting from there and we get from the 5th, 6th and 7th and I start looking at them there. One of the biggest sells is the field. We don't have to go anywhere after school. You don't have to go take a bus somewhere. You just go outside and you get to play. Perfect segue. It's almost like you knew what I was going to say. I love it because I was going to now. This is like a, the general question now. So talk a little bit about the facilities at sea and, and how that is helping truly develop a well-rounded student. Like I said, I think it's perfect that you just you go right outside to practice. You can have a 3 o'clock practice for Sandy goes later at night. It's We have the capability using the field all day. And having the trainers there is perfect as well. We've seen a lot of stuff as coaches, but we're right. not trained in that kind of stuff. And for them to help stretch them, give them exercises that can help any injuries or prevent injuries is something that older people like us. So talk about that. So having access to things like sports science management, having access well, yeah. to a, a physical therapy room, right? Maybe it's, a physical therapy room on site at the school. No, what, is, what does that mean a, for the kids? It's insane. Yeah. For years as a, as a travel coach, I, and as an instructor, I would always yell at our coaches saying, you can't train five days a week. Right. And they go, yeah, the pros do it. Yeah, but the pros are treated the next morning. Right. Okay? The, mm -hmm. pros coming in, the pros are coming in with a recovery plan. There's something there. We have that here. Okay, we played last night, 3 o'clock today. All my guys will go to sports science lab and meet Steve, who's the head uh, trainer there. He'll bring them outside, and he'll do 20 minutes of recovery. Right. No one has that. Right. It's not even a thought anywhere else. These are professional people who do it. Right. Keeping them healthy, avoiding injuries, addressing injuries early. Trainer Sean is, is awesome with nice. this. The idea that everything is right there. If, if they need physical therapy, go see Dr. Piazza. It's right, down the, right. it's right down the street. You want to go outside? We have relationships. So it's not a problem, whatever you need to do. And as far as the facilities go, a great example, <laughs> last night, it was cold. Right? Right. It's the first night where everybody was like, Yeah, oh, I turned the air off last night. It was, oh it was actually God. got cold. Yeah, exactly. My you wife know, was like, yeah, wind, turn the heat on. I was like, all right. And look, we're right on the water. Right? Right. The wind comes through Nicolosi Drive. Forget That's it. it. You know, it's <laughs> like it's all over. You know, the visiting team wasn't there yet, but I had said to the guys, like, we're out here at 5. The game's at 6. Let's go. And we went and we sat <laughs> sitting next to a fire. We go inside. We sat in the Inside lounge. the Viking Student Center, in hanging the out. Student Center. We had a quick meeting. The right. kids are all sitting there, no problem, nice and warm. And then, okay, guys, you know what? Let's go. Let's, Let's go, go outside, right into our warm ups, done. Again, something most schools, I don't know any other school that has that. We have college coaches come in and watch the boys. They come in, some of them, and they're like, saying, you want me to recruit this kid? He's got better facilities here than, than, we're, than, than, we're, we, have. than we have. <laughs> and it really is something that I, I try and explain to the boys. When we go to other places, it was funny, last week we played a team in up New Rochelle. And we're walking out, and they didn't realize I was behind them. Right, so, so now you hear, you're hearing the, the banter. So I hear the kids, and I hear the coach. And the coach said, oh, so-and-so said that they're – that they, have, they, they, they have bus legs. Let's get on them right away. They, right. We beat them like five nothing. They're tired. Look at that bus. Yeah, my guys are on a coach bus. Right. <laughs> They're getting on a bus. Yeah, do we like sitting two hours of traffic? No. <laughs> but if you're going to do it, right. that's the way to do it. These other schools, these kids are shoved into these small little school buses. Right. I try and explain to the boys, just understand that, you know, how lucky you are. And on top of everything else, your tuition is lower than their tuition. Understand that you're being, you're being treated... I came out of pro soccer. You're being treated like a professional soccer player. You know. It's, you're getting stuff that 
most kids don't get. And for the most part, the kids understand that. Yeah. They realize, look, we go outside. My, I, when I recruit, I tell them all the time, I say, look, I'm selfish. Like, Tara will tell you, I don't like to share. Okay. I want the field. You heard it here first <laughs> yeah. on Viking Vibes. Wow. I want the field. So we train. Never it. thought he'd say that. We train <laughs> it. I tell people that all the time. Going to record that and send it to his wife. <laughs> we train at six. At six o'clock, everybody's pretty much inside right. at that point. We turn the lights on and we have the whole place to ourselves. That flexibility, you know, Tara comes early, then the football in between. Right. Well, the fact that, okay, she'll have a game tonight. The rest of us, football and us, will go over to the baseball and softball fields and we'll train there. Right, so the facilities can accommodate all the, the teams facility, that are there. It's not something like you had mentioned, is, yeah, where you're busting off to different yeah. places, renting mm-hmm. random fields. I always say, even at the open houses and, and stuff that, that takes place in, in the marketing that we do over there, that the only thing C doesn't have is a swimming pool and an ice skating rink. Yeah, and and I, if you give father enough time, we or did find... We tell the freshman was on the roof. I oh, yeah, father, it probably would work. I tell father all the time, I, at some point they're going to reinforce that roof. Because eventually there might be yeah. something. Now, I'm going to ask a question, and, and it, I may be wrong, but the brand new sports facility, the indoor sports facility that's being built uh, on the side of the building, yeah. it has turf, it has... Now, is that something that... Every all the sports are going to have access to in inclement weather. Is that its purpose? From from what I understand, we're going to have access to it. It's going to be baseball first, I believe. And okay. Then the, but they're going to have drop down nets for the right. batting cages, be able to pull them away. I think we're going to have access all year round. We haven't really been told, but because it's still a foundation, right? Yeah. In fairness, the foundation is yeah. being poured. I, I see it every day when I go in there. I'll have access because so. I'll get a key. You'll Early, just have access. You know, I'm, I'm talking about legitimate kid. access. If we're gonna, <laughs> no, have, so. but from what I understand, no, I, I, it's going to be a place for yeah, all, I, I, yeah. all the gonna, teams to utilize in case something bad going on outside, or the weather's no good, or, yeah. or even for off-season training. I think so. That's, it's another that something else that's added, another added value that mm-hmm. that was just built literally. The Staten Island Advance wrote an article about all the upgrades, and that was one of the upgrades. And from what I understand, it's going to be completed before thanksgiving yeah no it's if, nuts it's wild because yeah. the foundation was wet two weeks ago they were able to get it done well, and do it. he's one thing with father it's and I, the other thing i tell him is just the truth every year there's something always something going on every year there's some sort of construction going on at the school and it's not always just about obviously it's not always just about sports it's everywhere it's the whole place all right the, the air-conditioned facilities when, when i went the, i won't say, i won't say where i graduated when i first went with my son to look at schools this is 2006, I guess, five. And I graduated in 84. The school I went to that I loved, that I still hang out with all right. my friends from, had it changed. Right. Literally walking through with the, with another buddy of mine who graduated with and his son, thinking, this is great. My kid will go here. Right. Until you realize. He took one look at C, and, and I'm sitting there going, you know, I don't even have that much of a relationship with seeing it changed in the two years that I, right. that I have been doing work here. The place is just blown up. So he's father does does the right thing by the kids, and he mimics he mimics college. Well, the idea is to give them an, in, an environment that will allow them to succeed. Yeah. So now you have all these kids, right? Great group of kids, and I want to give you an opportunity, both sides, to to talk about any great moments or great athletes that have come through the doors. But I want to also ask you this before we get to that. You're recruiting them early, right? We're talking about how we're recruiting them. They're coming to see. They're well-rounded. They're doing the academic side of the, the field. They're doing the sports side of the field. So now when they're at the point where it's time to maybe junior, senior year, talk about how you guys are helping these student athletes get to the next level if that's something that they're looking to do in college. I actually had a couple kids this year say, coaches, coach, coming to see me from college. What do I do? I said, just play the game that you've been playing your whole life. Right. You know, just go out there, relax. It's just another person watching you play. We do have a lot of 
coaches like contact us asking about specific players. We've sent a lot of kids to D1 schools. But that's saying, important to know. So yeah. we've sent a lot of kids to D1 schools. Because yeah. there's, there's a big myth out there. Now, Sandy knows, I don't know, if, but there's a big myth that high schools are giving out athletic scholarships. <sighs> that's not true. So if you're hearing it, it's a lie because it's not legally it's not allowed. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of the coin, scholarship money to college is real mm-hmm. and it's attainable. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's only through really using the coaches as a conduit to, to achieve that, that, that these young student athletes are able to get that. Is there anything that, that happens above and beyond, at least on the girls' side, that you can point to? You said D1 schools, but has anyone recently gotten some big money or gotten some big accolades? Off the top of my head, I know Juliana Ryan is playing at UMass. There you go. Great. Um, Beautiful. They, just, they were in the playoffs. They did really well this year. I think they came in fourth. They asked for letter, letters of recommendation. I just write the truth for them. Right. And... They basically speak for themselves. Like we said, we've had a lot of good kids come throughout this program for as many years as I've known about it. So I'll contact whatever college coaches they need. I've talked to many of them. A lot of of kids like to stay on Staten Island. I have the background with Wagner. One of my assistants is at CSI. We have another one at Quinnipiac. So we try and get them acclimated to the best school that they want to go no, to. And not every young lady wants to pursue. No. You know, Some of them like to, to play and... club ball because college is hard. It's like Sandy said, it's five days right. a week. Right. Two day, three a days, two a days. But some of them just want to keep the love of the sport going and they just want to play club ball and there's nothing wrong with that. that. Yeah. No, no, it's great. It's that's why it's good that they got a, a solid academic foundation, mm-hmm. right? Because they yeah. they're able to just take mm-hmm. that off the field and then they could just go right into exactly. the classroom and, exactly. and do what they got to do. So on the boys side of the field, the how are we building them and It always comes down to a coach speaking to a coach, right? So the network that you have and the relationships around the country. I've been around long enough that if I don't know someone in an area around the country, if they don't know me or I don't know them, I know someone around He clarified that too. I know someone around If they don't know who I am, then I will reach out. I know somebody around I say the same thing too. If you don't know me, it's your fault. Here's the discrimination when it comes to high school. Those high school coaches, eh, it's not as serious because it's such a short season. I'll send the resume with my email, right. or I'll make a phone call and say, hey, so-and-so told me to call you, so now it's somebody that they trust. Right. And once you start that conversation, at that point, I'm going to step off. Right. <laughs> they come and watch. Now it's all video. It's, it's so right. much film. Everything's online. Now it's really between them and, and, and the player and his family. The thing with the, I'm always around for the kids, even after they graduate, right. I still talk to kids who are playing college, who have already gone through, right. they need some help. We, don't, we say we're a family. That means it doesn't end oh, yeah, absolutely. at 18. Right. When you helped him, we had one kid who's uh, he's played for two D1 schools now wow. for the last few years. He left. He played for one. Coach and change didn't like it. Jumped Hopped to another. Over. He's up a sacred heart now. And, and then we've had Raul, like Raul Naranjos, who played two years at LIU for a huge program and then went to... Europe. Wow. Years. And now he's back when he played the last year for CSI D2. You, you know, got to see if we can get him on the show. Yeah, I need his details. all the time, Raul. Raul comes all right, we got to get him on. Time. Yeah, he's That'll be great. He's a terrific kid. He helps me recruit. He's a piece from, he lived so in Brooklyn. what I'm texting you and bothering, just from <laughs> No remote. problem. I'll put you with Raul. So, so now you got all these kids doing great things. You have great facilities. We're helping them get into colleges. You guys are doing great work. Talk about what these kids are doing off the field non-academically, right? You mentioned Ladies of Charity. I know I've seen your guys out in Tottenville doing cleanups. So talk about their community involvement and how they're doing things on and off the field. Like I said, like the Ladies of Charity, I know uh, a couple of my girls were doing something with a homeless shelter and helping out there. They do uh, the food drives. Right, um, food drive. Yeah, all all the different community stuff that they have 
within the school, somebody's always got a meeting here or there. Right. I always see on Facebook and stuff with Sandy's boys, there's giving out clothes, giving out food, like especially during the holidays, people don't have stuff. They're always giving back to the community. Right. And I'm a high advocate with that. I just push them to do as yeah, much as they support, can. Right? Yeah, yeah, do as exactly. much as you can. If time exactly. allows it and right, you're done with practice. Yeah. And I like them to do it as a team so that, like he said, we are yeah. a family. We yeah. do everything together. So what are, the, what are some of the projects you get involved with, Andy? I drive them nuts. I want them involved in a lot of things, and I want them off-season to do things together. No, so Catholic Charities. drives at ShopRite. But you, you know, do Catholic Charities last year, Thanksgiving. Catholic, always Catholic Charities. I bring that every year uh, through Our Lady Help Christians, and we bring them to uh, down, down to Anderson. Richmond, yeah. down to Anderson. Uh, and they, you know, they set up food, they transport it, they set up, they serve it. I mean, it's, you know, it's on Thanksgiving Day, and I get a really good turnout. Yeah. You know, we do... And they're involved in the school, obviously. Like, Father McCarthy's at all our games, right? right? So half of them are acolytes. Right. They do different different programs within the school. But, yeah, we get involved in a lot of stuff. We've done food drives over the years a few times. And, and I try and do it when, yeah, we do stuff during the holidays. But the food pantries run dry in February right. when yeah. no, one, no one's really You're right. paying attention. We do things like that. And we've done cleanups down at Tottenville Beach. We've done cleanups at, down at the end of Sagan. I always forget the name, Lemon Creek. I think we've yeah. done a lot of things along there. We've worked with Borelli's office before him with yeah. Nizio, whatever we can do with those guys. And, uh, yeah, I try and keep them together as much as possible uh, through the year. We're not allowed to train after a certain right. time. They, they can't train. You're still a team. Yeah, and to keep them just involved and always keep them in. I'll tell you what, so many of them, it's so funny because they'll come. Coach, listen, I heard you're recruiting this kid. Right. Yeah, they're like, you're going to go see him? I, yeah, Friday night I'm going where I travel all over the place. I watch these eight-grade games. <laughs> and you want to I'll come with you. Okay, meet me there. They do. And they come in and they try and, and promote the school as well when they talk to the kids. So it's a nice, tight-knit group, and we're yeah. trying to keep them You always want to keep way. them engaged. Yeah. That makes sense. Keep them around. So I'm going to put you on the spot. I, I alluded to it before. Do we have any, and it doesn't have to be this year, do, do you have any stories of note or recognition or things that stand out in either of your minds about a particular game, a particular student, a particular instance where you were like, wow, this is why I'm coaching or I can't believe that we were able to achieve this or any of those, like a highlight from anything. In all honesty, I think it would actually be my coaching staff. They're all girls that I've coached. Okay. And everybody that we have summer camp and stuff and everybody that I have that comes back is an alumni. And just as a coach, like that's what was done for me as right. a kid. And that's all I wanted to do for these kids. Well, it could be have... said that they come back. Yeah, exactly. They you know, just you have kids that don't like you and you have kids that the, you've made an impact on their life. And that's all I've ever wanted because that was done for me when I was younger. Me and Kelly actually butted heads when she was my athlete. Okay. And you never would have thought we're best of friends right now throughout the season. It's just, I can go to her for anything. She can come to me. And if you think back 10 years ago. You'll I, make it a run lapse. Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> exactly. I think that's probably one of the biggest highlights is to see what that we what we do for the program, that they want to come back and continue helping us. Yeah, and the us. camaraderie, the C family, yeah, keeping yeah. the alumni strong. Not to mention, like Sandy said, his team's in first. We're in first as well. Right. And this well, is, winning is you know, good. Winning yeah. is great. Let's and not this discount is the that. Year. No, I know no. we, we live in a society yeah. now that kind of like demonizes winning, but, yeah. but winning is still good. Let's just be yeah. cool. It's always between the top three Staten Island teams, the Catholic schools. It's always good between the three of us. Right. Somebody's always up there. And I'm really hoping this is our year. We have years like this that right. we, we go to states and... The girls are putting every effort into it. So it starts from the kids and goes up to the coaches, just putting all the time and dedication in. So. That was perfect. See, and I didn't have to plan that. You yeah. had something great there. I don't know. What, do we got on, what do we got on the boys' side? Ah, you're going to hate my answer. No, I'm not. My answer is, as far as what, I, and it's so funny because we have a, I have 
two assistant coaches. I have a huge coaching staff. I have two assistant coaches who are older than me. Okay. Who've been here forever. And they're great. And everybody, I sit and we talk and we, we strategize and we basically organize everything we have to do. And then I have younger guys who, including my son, Peter. Right. So I have one who graduated in 17, Kyle McDonald. Devin, his brother, who graduated in, I think, 19, and then okay. Peter in 20. And there are three coaches now that we put full-on staff. They've been graduate assistants, and right. now they come on. And then I have John Tardy, who's, I don't remember when he graduated, 06, something like that. And Leave Knutson, who's also helping out. He's from Silver Lake, helps us recruit, helps with the younger guys. Terrific coaches, all soccer guys. I'm trying to tell the younger guys the best thing about being a coach is watching your mediocre players and your best players and your terrible players get better. Right. Watch them. You're beating something into their heads, and they don't get it. They it's like molding get a it. piece of clay, right? Yeah. But they'll make a really nice pass, right. and I get excited. They'll do something. Last night, I, I and I'm, it's on the tape. I wanted to kill somebody this morning because they're killing me, but I yelled at one of my players. Uh, well, you're a coach in fairness. Coaches are yeah. allowed to yell at players. I don't Honor know. student, great kid, one of our captains. And he's just, he just kept doing something that was driving me nuts. And I said, this way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, and two seconds later, he did it. Right. Dribble past four guys, set up a player, and scored. And I looked at him, I went like this. See how and he, that just, was? he turned around and he went, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, that I really enjoy. Of course I want to win. I hate losing. I don't right. let them see it as much as it is. Getting on that field and being competitive and learning that. And I tell them, I said, guys, it's about being part of a team. You're going to go right. into the business world, right. and you're going to learn that you're only as good as the guy next to you. Right. And, yes, you have to be ambitious and you have to work. But at the end of the day, you have to also work within a framework. And it's something that I get more pleasure out of that than, than, the, than an individual win. Now, having said that, we play Tuesday. Here we go. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> I was waiting. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll be insane for the next. Right. I'll be. I'll, nobody can live with me the next few days. Right. My wife will want to kill me, and right. that's just. She knows this time of year. That's what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we lost in the final last year in overtime. Wow. And the boys were. It was a very quiet bus ride. So, yeah, I can imagine. But they're remembering it, and right. the preparation has been terrific. Last night. All selling. We had an all cylinders last night, so hopefully we carry that next, carry next week. But it's my job to keep them right. down a little. It's like never too high, never too low. Let's see until we get to the last game. It's like coach, psychologist, therapist, right? You guys oh, play no, multiple guys, roles. You guys funny, play multiple it's, it's roles. It's funny you said that because the other night, we had, I had a meeting with them the other day, and I said, I was talking about focus, and I said, <laughs> we're having this meeting, and I said, listen, we're going to do something I haven't done in years. Because about 10 years ago, maybe a little more than that, we had a graduate. Who's he's in the, in the Marines now? Okay, he's an officer. Went to a maritime, and I loved him to death. Right, Ryan, I'll say his name. Ryan Gardner, just a terrific kid and a great player. But Ryan would make a mistake, or something wouldn't go his way, or he'd get mad at a ref. Beat himself up, and he was done for ten minutes. Uh-huh. When Coach Bill Bill Hunt used to sit there going, "You got to be a psychiatrist too." Like, yeah, says, I got to put this kid on a couch. We got to talk to him. So what we came up with was, we said, you know what? Ryan, every 10 minutes, I'm going to yell to you. Okay. And I'm just going to tell you the time. There you go. And I want you to refocus. So when you start losing it a little bit, I'm going to say 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is in the game, 
And it worked. So now this time around, I used it for a different purpose. And I said to the boys, I said, look, Coach Kyle's going to yell. We started last night. At one point, I turned around. I almost forgot what I said because I was like, what the hell is he yelling the time for? <laughs> but it was 10 minutes in, and Kyle right. went, 10 minutes. And right. I said, okay, now we all refocus. Get a right. shape. This is all tactics. Get right. Where do you need to be? Where do you play? The youth, a youth coach's job is to get him ready for the next coach. Right. When he goes to college, he may not be a center midfielder. Okay? There'll be 50 of them there. Right. He's got to know how to do other things. We try and make them as well-rounded as possible, but that's the kind of stuff that it's a life lesson. It's like right. you're, you're taking a test. And wake up. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, have to, you might be floating and you go, oh, my God. It's like when you read a book and you go, what was that last yeah, page? What just happened? You have to go back and <laughs> yeah, read yeah. again. So we try and teach them as much as we could with that. So you said I wasn't going to like your answer because you thought it, it was going to be mundane and not exciting. But both of you actually had answers that I feel should have been the answer. You're both talking about how much you enjoy and respect your fellow coaches, right? And that's important because you guys are a team and a family. And then talking about how – overjoyed you get when you see your athletes succeed. So if you're coaches and you don't have one or both of those sentiments yeah. in your heart, I think you're, you're probably doing the wrong thing, yeah. right? You probably shouldn't be a coach. Yeah. You could be on the sidelines just Pretty as much. easy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, so that was a good answer. Yeah. If it was bad, I would have zinged you, but it was a good answer. So in closing, I just want to ask each of you a question and it doesn't have to be a, a formal response, but if you have friends, family, uh, anyone who might be watching or looking at this that is not a part of the Sea family, that doesn't even live in Staten Island, because don't forget, this is going to be circulated everywhere and distributed everywhere. Or if you have people that are watching and listening to this that have young kids that do live on Staten Island, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth graders, what's one thing that you can say to them that you feel as a coach differentiates St. Joe's from any other high school that's in the region or in our area? Oh. Obviously, the campus is beautiful, but there's hundreds of kids that go to that school. And for me, there's 19 on varsity, 24 on JV, and those select kids are have become a family that they never knew they would be part of. Right. And you get a whole new family at sea that, as our freshmen that come into school in the beginning, you got to edge over everybody else that you already got these friends, seniors that can help you around the school, show you where your classroom is, right. help you out with a class, tell you how a teacher is, all that kind of stuff that everywhere else you may not have that opportunity to do. You know, I know other people have their preseason stuff, but at sea, you could go into the school, you can look around, you have, it, it's like another home. It's like right. a college campus. Typical. Exactly. Right. So I just think you get a whole new family element out of being at St. Joseph by the Sea, honestly. What are your thoughts? Yeah, listen, I advice <clears throat> wisdom. Look, I've had three kids come through. Right. So you're biased, but let's yeah, make believe you're not. And now my my third one and all the players that I've coached and is from a from an athletic standpoint, I always say, look, I've never had I've helped kids all over the island, all over the place as far as colleges go make phone calls, kids from my clubs, whatever. I've never had a player from St. Joseph by the Sea who was not academically qualified to play soccer. Right. No one had to sit. No one had to take remedial math. There, there's a school on the island. I couldn't believe how much money they were charging. And one of my players from travel that I helped get into a college, and I say helped because they get in themselves. I made those calls and I made the recommendations. At the end of the day, he had to sit his freshman year because academically he couldn't handle math. You just paid for four years of school. Yeah, you're right. And now you're going and you can't. You have to take remedial math for a year. Yeah. And it wasn't Harvard. It was a nice school, but it wasn't like it was some <laughs> yeah. crazy school. I got you. 
Um, Listen, so, I'm not a math guy either. No, but I'm just saying. Like, I resemble trust, those remarks. Trust me, neither I was I. an English guy. I was not <laughs> math was not my no, thing. No matter what level of student you are, I, again, my 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 boys have done just enough for me not to kill them in the place. My, but that's what they're supposed to do. Yes, and my my daughter was insane fighting with the teachers over a half a point on every little thing, even though she'll get. You got both ends, right? I she's and she's doing great now, and this is then they're all doing very well. But they all went to college. The three of them went to college, and didn't. They weren't surprised. Right. There was nothing there that they hadn't seen before. So what I tell parents all the time is, look, I'm not talking to you as a coach. I'll talk to you as a parent in the school. At the end of the day, the facilities are great. The faculty is terrific. The teachers will help you. The atmosphere, the environment is terrific. There's no, God forbid, and I've been involved in a few of these where I've gotten a phone call from Mr. Manos or something right. there. Every once in a while it happens. You know, no, there was a bullying incident that maybe one of my guys was involved with on either end, and he right. calls me up and says, hey, I want you to you know, help us with this. No problem, whatever you need. It is a safe place for these kids to be. They're going to be successful, and they're going to be prepared right. when they get out. I love hearing parents say, oh, it might be too tough. Well, what do you think you're going to see in college? Right, <laughs> college, college is not going to be easy. now. Right. Okay, right. so and then we'll... Or at least put there. them in a routine to, to get, them, get them ready they, for they, what's going to come. I, I tell people all the time, drive by at 5.30, 6 o'clock. Even kids who have nothing to do with sports... Are they hanging out? Are there. They're eating, they're hanging out. out. They're, eating, they're, they're sitting in the lounge. They're sitting outside. They're having paninis and whatever they're right. the French fries and whatever right. they eat out of new cheese mm-hmm. and... And they're happy, kids, nice, hanging out until they go home. My son, my, my youngest, he's there at 7 o'clock in the morning and doesn't leave until we leave at 8. Right. We're out of there at 8. And there's, there's, there's something there. that's keeping them there. Reason to be there. So right. I, at the end, and for the parents, at the end of the day, they're, they're prepared for college. Yeah. I'll help you on the other end. So I want to thank you both for being here with us. It's exciting. You guys are technically a part of history, right? Because this is something that St. Joe's is doing that no other high school is doing. So you're on the Viking Vibes podcast and web series. We're going to encourage everybody to follow and share. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or iHeartRadio, click subscribe. I'm Anthony Rapp. I want to thank you guys for being here with us. And until next time, we'll see you later.